Here's what's coming up on today's show. Stimulating the body with different stressors will help the body stay able turning 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. So listen to pain, respect the pain, fix the pain, and then maximize fitness capacity respecting those pain signals. This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial in the San Diego area, and Thomas O'Connell, president of International Financial Advisory Group, Inc. in Rockaway, New Jersey. Together, they'll be keeping retirement happy from coast to coast. Welcome back to another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. I'm your host on the West Coast, John Iamarino, and I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host on the East Coast, Mr. Tom O'Connell. Tommy, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing great, John. How are you? Good, good. Had a uh, nice weekend in Arizona. Watched nice. the Padres get swept, so they're officially done, much like your Yankees, and uh, <laughs> we'll just carry on with the rest of our uh, lives. Yeah, now we just play for uh, a good, uh, good lottery pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. That's about all we got left. So, but, you know, life is good outside of baseball. Good, good. Well, you know, you you were telling me uh, off air that you were your back was bothering you a little bit. And yeah. we can segue right into our new guest for today because that's what it's all about, right? And really the last couple shows, Tommy, we've been we've been the direction of this summer is really taking care of yourself. Right. And and helping in that transition. And now we're going to talk about you know, the next couple of shows are going to be about your physical health and dealing with it. And, and you know, like Tommy said, I, I coming off two back surgeries, three ruptured discs. I have a great guy out here, but every now and then I just wake up uh, from my bed, even with the new bed with with the QL issue. And uh, and it's a muscle I didn't even know existed in your back until the last couple of years. And it sucks. But, um, you know, it's kind of kind of the uh, the thing I have to deal with as I get older. So, Tommy, why don't you introduce our next guest? Right. So I, I actually have personal experience with Dr. Chris. Uh, Dr. Christopher Stepien is the founder of Barefoot Rehabilitation Clinic, a premier chronic pain clinic specializing in helping people who have had pain over six months and seen at least three doctors or therapists without relief. And he's located in Denville, New Jersey. With over a decade of active practice in the New York, New Jersey region, Dr. Chris is a visionary advocate for his innovative approach to the treatment of chronic musculoskeletal injuries with his treatment system, Adhesion Release Methods, also acronym ARM. Uh, ARM is the only treatment system that exists for the diagnosis and treatment of the most common cause of chronic pain and fascial adhesion. Adhesion, arguably the most common, most underdiagnosed, the most treatable problem in the musculoskeletal system acts as glue, causing muscles to be tight and weak, leading to chronic pain. The paradigm allows trained chiropractors, physical therapists, and massage therapists to use test, treat, retest concept to remove this pathology from the body in a matter of minutes and often get some percentage of permanent relief, often within the first one to five treatments. Chris also lives in New Jersey with his wife, Katie, and his, and his kids, Bear and Koa. He received a BS in biology from Franklin and Marshall, where he graduated with honors and received a doctor of chiropractic from the New York Chiropractic College. 
captain of his college football team, first team all centennial conference, team MVP, 2005 American Football Coaches Association Good Works team recipient. Uh, Chris is just a great guy. Uh, I guess I could probably go on for a few more minutes with him, but we're running out of time. So uh, <laughs> let's just get Chris on board here. And today's guest, the founder of Barefoot Rehabilitation Clinic, Dr. Chris Stepien. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Tom and John. I'm really happy to be here. Well, yeah, we are, welcome, Chris. We, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. And Tommy, um, that's a riveting intro. Uh, that was, oh my uh, gosh, you read I'm that blushing. bio I'm with the best blushing. of them. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Tom, really quick. I mean, obviously, I'm intrigued by uh, by Chris's background, but tell us what Chris has done for you because you've done, you've played soccer, you've hiked some, you know, Kilimanjaro. How has Chris kept you healthy? Well, uh, the first I met Chris was probably about uh, 10 or 12 years ago. I actually had a, a shoulder injury from playing soccer where uh, I, there was an impact. And I actually hadn't been able to raise my arm over my shoulder for like two or three years. I just dealt with the pain. But the pain became just so great that it, uh, I, I needed some help. And I had heard about what was called the active release treatment, which was something that Chris also specialized in. And so I went to him understanding what that treatment was. And within, you know, a couple of weeks, I could actually lift my arm over my head and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm painless in that area, you know, of my back. It was, it was incredible what he was able to do for me. I also have slipped discs in my or discs that slip occasionally, you know, down in my lower lumbar. And whenever, whenever I have an issue with that, um, you know, Chris is always there to help me, you know, get back pain-free and, and get back to normal. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I'm going to be 47 this week. Tommy, uh, what are you in your, uh, you were 70 yet, Tom? <laughs> not quite, not quite. <laughs> but, you know, and in my, and in my past, you know, we, we talk about it often when I was in, in law enforcement, I was, you know, I was 250 pounds and I was benching 330 and I was, you know, I was built for a very physical job, but you know, now, you know, I'm, I'm trimmed down to 210. I don't even think about you know, putting two plates on a bench press anymore. And, and, you know, things have evolved. And we often talk about uh, to our clients that true retirement, you know, planners, you, you know, understand that investing isn't the same in retirement as is in your accumulation years. And so my first, you know, question and thought to, to the good doctor here is, you know, uh, as we get older, we have to, uh, we have to adjust our fitness routines and the way we have approach staying fit. What, what what do you say about that, doctor? Yeah, I love that question. The key part to longevity and living well to me is in maximizing and optimizing fitness because keeping our muscles strong, keeping our joints flexible, this allows us to be able to do what we want to do in life, to be able to do the things that we're passionate about, whether it's 
raising our children or grandchildren or playing golf or going outside on walks and hikes. So if you understand that we need to maximize your fitness and optimize it, then it's just a matter of what's the best way to do that. And I think one of the primary rules with that is to what a lot of people do is they just work out and exercise through pain and pain is a sign from our nervous system telling us that there's a little fire in the body. There's something wrong. And what I see with people in chronic pain, because they get frustrated that nobody can fix it. If they say, you know what, screw this, I'm going to go do these things anyway. And that's a very fast way to being completely stopped in doing the thing that they want to do. So one is just respecting their body and listening to pain and doing whatever they can to address it. And then after it's listening to pain, it's doing whatever they can within their fitness capacity, varying all their fitness stimuli some flexible stretching, some strength training, some cardiovascular um, fitness, all of these things matter. So stimulating the body with different stressors will help the body stay able turning 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old. So listen to pain, respect the pain, fix the pain, and then maximize fitness capacity respecting those pain signals. Yeah, and that's a huge thing with me. I have had to tell myself you cannot work out through pain. You have to be smarter. So last week when when my back started acting up, I went to the gym because mentally I have to do, I have to get up 5 a.m. I have to go. But instead, I just did some hip mobility, some rolling on the ball, some sitting in the sauna, and some some stretching. But you know, you're not gonna get better by just, yeah, you know what? Especially as you get older, right? You're not gonna bounce back through working out that pain. Right. You know, when I first met Chris, he was also part of his building was that uh, was a cross fitness um, gym. And, you know, just uh, again, you know, I'm 59, not 70. Uh, um, but I, I, I <laughs> you don't look like <laughs> over 70, Tommy. I, I, th I think, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm past that cross fitness uh, craze age. Right. But one of the things that Chris touched on, which I, which I find myself doing more and more is getting into the like stretching part of things, which I, I would never have done uh, in my much younger years. I would have just gone out there and, you know, like you said, John, just try to blast through that pain and so on and so forth. But one of the things he did teach me was, uh, you know, that there are certain exercises that you can do and stretching that you have to do in order to, to really strengthen those, those core or key muscles that surround that pain area. Chris, you want to maybe talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, when, when flexibility is so vital, because when you start losing flexibility, it's going in the bad direction. There's a, there's a test that first being able to touch your toes, but be able to stand up, get your butt on the ground without using your hands. And then so, butt on the ground and standing back up off the ground without using your hands is directly lower correlated with how long we're going to live. And I view that as primarily a flexibility thing, but also a strength thing. So maintaining the flexibility that we have, flexibility, people don't realize it. They think it's a muscle thing, but it's generally a joint thing because what stops us from being flexible as we get older is our joints being restricted. And then what the joints do is they, they tell the brain, I don't like the way this guy or woman is moving this body that we have. So let's stop him by contracting your muscles. So what a lot of people don't realize is that the tightness they're experiencing as they get older is the lack of joint health and the joints degenerating and become wear 
wear and tear. And that is the scary part to me. We don't age because our muscles, our muscles don't really age. It's the joints that age. So keeping ourselves flexible and then once we're flexible, keeping ourselves strong is how we age well. So I'm a huge believer in varying these types of stimuli because it's the variation that allows longevity by making sure the body can do different things. Um, doing bench press four days a week doesn't go well for all these men and their shoulders and their legs and their back doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You well, have to and, change it up a little bit. Right. And yes. that's a great, that's a great lesson because kind of going back to, to, to the back, um, I started playing soft. My, my church pastor convinced me to start playing softball again. And, and ever since my back surgeries, I had not played softball. And right off the bat, the first game, like I felt my quad and I'm like, I've never had a quad issue. So I'm stretching my quads. I'm thinking, man, I pulled my quad and, and my sports guy goes, Hey, listen, do not stretch your quads until I see you. Cause I kept on telling him I'm stretching and I, I just feel so tight. And he came in and he did some SI joints and, you know, you named it the joint. And all of a sudden, like I felt completely like, and he goes, you know, stop stretching the muscle. You're going to make it worse again. Kind of, you know, just that traditional thinking, well, we got to stretch our muscles. Not, that's what not we've knowing. always been taught, right? As athletes, yeah, that's right. what we've always been taught. And boom, he was spot on. As soon as he was able to release that SI joint, it was like, whew. Right. So, yeah, it's that's beautiful. He addressed the joint and it got better. Then the next challenge becomes what happens when you have a pain, you get a treatment by somebody, and then it doesn't work. And then you're like, okay, that, that doctor or therapist or practitioner didn't help me, so I'll go to the next one, I go to the next one, I go to the next one. So what happens when you see three, four, five doctors or therapists, and then you're like, crap nobody could fix me. And I went through the whole routine, the rigmarole of seeing my physical therapist, my chiropractor, my massage therapist, the medical doctor, maybe I tried cortisone shots and got extra MRIs. And then what we have found is that the most common cause of chronic pain is this thing called adhesion. And nine of 10 of our patients have never heard it before, despite the fact they've all seen at least three doctors or therapists. So that's 27 out of 30 of our patients have never heard of this problem, which is where our clinic and the treatment system that we've developed is all focused on helping chronic pain sufferers get as much permanent pain relief as possible so they can have that longevity and become 70, 80, 90 years old and be as pain-free as possible. So the next step is, is when pain doesn't get better, adhesion is usually the likely culprit of why the pain isn't getting better. Now, doctor, when you say chronic, you know, we could use Tommy or I as an example. I I will go good and I'll go pain free for a couple months. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll get a little bit of pressure on my on my foot from the discs or in better example now, you know, the, the QL starts to act up and whatnot. So can chronic be, you know, hey, you get this once, two, three times throughout a year or like as in my case, or is it just constant, constant? That's a great question. It depends how you define chronic. Um, I'll talk to certain individuals and they don't want to have chronic pain. So they'll be like, yeah, I have this pain that comes every day, but it's only there for five minutes. But it's been there every day for the past 10 years. That's not chronic, right? 
I'm like, sure, I guess it's not chronic. <laughs> what the heck? What are you talking about? Or, or they'll say I've had the same disc episode. It flares up 10 out of 10 pain for three days every six months. And it's been doing that twice a year for the past 20 years. That's not chronic, right? Chronic in my mind is any pain that let's say it shows up more than one time. Because if it shows up a second time or a third time, there's something wrong with that tissue. And the more often it's raising its hand and saying, hey, brain, I messed up. There's something wrong here. The more often it does that, as we age and degenerate our joints more, the muscles will get more adhesion. Then when there's adhesion in the muscles, it becomes tighter and it becomes weaker because that's what the gluey adhesion does. It acts like glue and it causes muscles to stop working. And we need our muscles to work as much as possible to take stress off of the, the joints that are aging. So it, chronic is anything that continues to show up. That's what, even if it's 0.5 out of 10, it's, I don't allow 0.25 pain in my body on a zero to 10 pain scale. I don't allow it because I'm 38 and I've had really bad acute bouts of pain before. And I see what the pain does to people when they ignore the signals. So I just don't, when I fly to St. Louis to see my mentors, I pay them like $600 for an hour. And I'm like, Dr. Matt and Dr. Brandon treat everything, get as much as, so as I can feel as good as I possibly can and keep doing what I have to do. So it's such a relative thing. It's like, well, how are people investing in themselves now so that they can have as long, fulfilling, happy and healthy life as possible? I'm going to ride on that statement a little bit where you said, how much do people invest in themselves? So um, mm -hmm. what, when you're treating somebody, right, or or you're coming up with a treatment program, describe that for us, and 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 uh, why is it worth someone going through? Because again, what you've what you do is a little bit different than what we're traditionally taught or we traditionally hear about. And I experienced that, and I can tell you that it works, right? Because I saw a bunch of doctors <laughs> before I saw Doctor Chris, and. He's yeah. the only one who allowed me to lift my arm over my head, literally. So um, what is it that yeah. people have to invest in? And, and I'm not talking monetarily. I'm, I'm talking about emotionally, physically, uh, you know, their habits, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the biggest piece to it first is people prioritizing their health. Many people say they prioritize their health with their words, but I, I forget who said it. Someone's like, show me somebody's calendar and their bank account and I'll show you what their priorities are. And so people will tell me like my health is really important. My fitness is important. But when it comes to what they're spending money on and what they're doing each day, they're lying. So one is people actually prioritizing their health. Usually by the time they come to us, they've tried all the conventional stuff. So um, we're not cheap. We're quite expensive. And then what that means to me is that they are emotionally ready to do what is necessary in order to get better. And so part of a good diagnosis, not only in pain, chronic pain, but anywhere in healthcare is a diagnosis to say, this is a list of problems and this is the best possible treatments or solutions for those problems. And so when you have the right problem and you have the best solution or treatment for that problem, usually you can make those problems go away or significantly minimize them. And what that means is that somebody needs to be objectively ready to deal with whatever is in front of them. So a lot of this stuff is mental. Um, Derek Sivers said, if it was only about knowledge, we'd all be billionaires with six-pack abs. Like everybody knows generally the stuff that they need to do to be healthy and fit and save money and for retirement, all that stuff. But we are not billionaires with six-pack 
us are poor and are obese. So a lot of what we do is the mental part so that people understand this is what you need to do to get out of pain now. This is how you work on your fitness. And this is how we prevent a whole boatload of suffering in 10 to 20 years. I don't know about your parents. So I'll often bring up people's parents because I bring up my parents. My dad is not doing well with pain. So if we can anchor to where they might be going and they can choose a different path, it's the whole mental side, Tom. Right. And, yeah. and, and a lot of what you just said is, I guess, philosophically, a lot of the things that John and I have to say to people about what we do with them too. Wouldn't you say that, John? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, things are completely different. I think so So many people have taken, you know, the, the investing standpoint, they've had it on autopilot with their 401k. It's just on autopilot. And, you know, you, we all want to think we're younger than we are. And we're just kind of used to being able to live that type of lifestyle. And, and it's not until, at least for me, um, that, you know, you go through uh, hell, really, you know, especially with my discs that you you realize that you're not invincible, you're going to have to change. And, you know, even even for me, it took me 13 years to get the courage to play softball again, just because I was so just I was so scared of of jacking up my discs. So, you know, that is huge. And and Tommy, you know, both of us, especially me this year, I've gotten very proactive with my clients about setting health goals. Because if you're not healthy, who cares how much money you have? You're not going to be able to enjoy. You're not going to be able to do the things you want to do. And there's a an 83-year-old woman in my gym who's lifting every day. Everybody, she's doing some type of resistance. She's on the, on the bike, not killing it, but she's getting it done. And, you know, she said, yeah, I've had some, you know, knee injuries and whatnot over the years, but. I just feel good that I can get in here every day. And she's moving like she's 60 because she never stopped moving, she said. Right. So, So Dr. Chris, my question to you is, from a routine standpoint, you have people in their 60s, in their 70s, listening to this show, clients of ours, what's the best thing for them to do? I tell them, get out. And even if you don't belong to a gym, you should. You should have some type of resistance training. But at least go out and the first thing in the morning, go for a walk, get your body moving. But what would you suggest for our listeners to do to optimize at least the physical activities that can help them down the road, help them with those joints? Yeah, I mean, I'm a very meta person, so I'll zoom out for a second. Um, One thing that I see people do as they get older is they get really comfortable. Um, A lot of people on the East Coast move down to Florida. And I think that it's an important life principle that human beings embrace discomfort because if people are assuming that it's always going to be comfortable or easy, that's a surefire recipe to it getting to a really bad place really fast. So they will neglect doing the things that will cause them to keep developing and optimizing their fitness. And all that means to me is that if people can continue embracing some discomfort, they will get a dopamine hit from the achievements and be able to build on a foundation of feeling good because they've embraced discomfort from the first place. So, yeah, I don't really care what people do as long as they're trying stuff and they are adding to it over time to the extent their body will allow them to do it. So we can talk about yoga. We can talk about Pilates. We can talk about walking. We can talk about different types of movement things. I've been getting into Qigong lady lately of resistance training. Like all of this stuff has pros and cons to it. It's a question of what will people 
want to do, and it will actually provide some type of benefit that will make their lives better. Um, if people are going to stay stuck and paralyzed, that's where it's not going anywhere. So I just tell people, look, what do you feel like you might like want to do? Applaudies, do that. And let's reassess it in the second month. And if that's going well, great. If not, we're going to do something else. But I don't allow people for one second to not take any action because that's first, they're paying us too much money for that. And second, it doesn't work. So I kick people in the ass and I say, we're doing something because it's my job to make sure that you're healthier and fitter and you have to do something. So um, it's just a matter of people first understanding that they can get to that place. I believe in you. You can get fitter and healthier because a lot of people just say, oh, I'm screwed. Like, no, you're good. Let's do something. And then actually taking action behind it. Yeah. You know, I think uh, one of the problems that people will try to run into, and we, and we run into this problem as well from our end is that everybody wants to eat the elephant in one bite. So when right. you, when you can't do that, that's when, like you said, people say, "Well, I'm screwed. I can't do it." Blah blah blah. It's no, look. You got you know every journey starts with that first step, and you can only take one step at a time. And so, like you were saying uh, uh, just now, and even a few minutes ago, it's it's about um, building on that foundation. But you have to you have to take the time and energy to create that foundation, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 100%. And that's why it's so important that we optimize our fitness as early as possible, which almost usually means yesterday. And if it didn't happen yesterday, then the second option is now. So best option 10 years ago, the best, right. the second best option is doing something now. So the earlier we optimize it, the better we will be. And people lose opportunities when they say, oh, I'm just going to wait till tomorrow. Because tomorrow turns into five years from now, which goes bad, especially for the women, because women need as much muscle mass as possible, because then they get osteopenic. And then if they fall, the fractures happen, and that's not a good thing as they get older. So they need, we need to maximize fitness today. And there is, no, there is never an age where you're too old to optimize your fitness, correct? My, my mom's I mean, 81. What would you tell my mom, 81? Yeah. So I agree with you. And I also believe that there's a breath in someone's body. There's always an opportunity to heal. That's the part of what consciousness does. The problem come, become with pain and chronic pain becomes I see some people who are so degenerated, such bad shape, and just didn't take care of themselves. And they're coming in and they're completely suffering and miserable. And you can just see, like, I've actually had a patient commit suicide before and I couldn't help her. And I think about her all the time. Like pain wrecks people's lives. So if people let their body get in too bad of shape and then they're like, okay, Chris, I want you to fix me and now I'm ready to get fit. And then I'll give them two repetitions of a very simple exercise and they're like, it didn't work. I'm like, can I give you an eighth of one rep of the simplest exercise in the entire world? Like that's a scary place to be. So I have had a handful of patients over the past six months that – I can't think of an exercise that I can give them that will help them build. So I'm just like, look, you're in damage control mode. Whatever you need to do to not feel pain or smoke pot, whatever you just try to enjoy the rest of your life with whatever method, conventional methodologies out there. So yes, generally people can always get fitter, not if they get to a really bad place. And that's right. th that's the idea behind seeing someone like yourself is 
you're treating them before they get to that place or you're, you're, you're creating a plan for them before they get to that place. I mean, the idea with adhesion specialists is, I mean, we can treat anybody in pain and help anyone. Typically people with acute pain for a week and it's not that bad, won't want to see us and pay our investment to get better. But when people have seen a chiropractor, PT, massage, therapist, got a cortisone shot, they're like, okay, I think I'm ready to invest in this. We're generally the last line of defense before they really go the cannabis cortisone shot route, meaning palliative. Like what, what, what do we have to do to, to avoid pain? Usually we see patients before surgery sometimes, and we're often able to cancel surgeries. And sometimes we see people after surgery and some we're often able to help them then. But if there's too degenerated and they don't have enough adhesion, that's when it's just a palliative route. So we try to catch people before they get to that really bad place. Yeah. And, you know, in, you know, Tommy had mentioned in his bio that he's a doctor, a chiropractor, and I have my, and I don't even call my sports guy a chiropractor. He's, he's really a, a sports therapist because chiropractic has just come way, way, you know, from the old days of just sit on the table, let me crack you. I mean, my guy doesn't even do any of that. He's, he's doing a bunch of different things that get the results. And, and it sounds like, you know, with your arm, acronym and in, in your therapy you're you're beyond you're way beyond that you're you're getting to you know points where you can truly make a difference and and again in that key word that planning this, this isn't a one stop one quick fix this is a plan this is a process but we can get you through it to the other side you know in most cases yeah it's um Active release technique, what Tom was talking about, it started Dr. Lay, he started this 30 years ago. And he came up with this brilliant methodology that you can treat individual muscles for problems with this adhesion stuff. So that's what founded this, and it was quite brilliant. Um, my previous mentor was an old ART instructor, and he's like, there's an opportunity here. There are more people suffering chronic pain that ART is not helping. So he developed integrative diagnosis and stopped teaching three years ago, and now I'm teaching it. But the whole idea with this is that when people have – a few years ago, people would get ulcers, and doctors are like, I don't know what the problem for ulcers is. I have kind of view where chronic pain is now as what we're trying to solve. So for ulcers, they found this bacteria, I think it's H. pylori in the gut, and they're like, oh, this is the cause of ulcers, and this guy won a Nobel Prize. So our theory, our working hypothesis is that the most common cause of chronic pain, especially in 30 to 60-year-olds, sometimes older than that, is this problem called adhesion. And almost no one's talking about it and no one's addressing it. And our clinic and any success and growth we've had is because we've helped people who have this adhesion problem. There was a day last week that we treated a patient from Cambridge, Massachusetts, from Georgia, from Maryland, and from upstate New York four hours away all in the same day. And it was cool because the woman from Georgia got relief and she's like, oh my God, I've had this pain for 20 years. The woman from Maryland was up for the fourth time. She was 80% better. She's already had fusion, giant scar from L1 to L1. And she's like 80% better. She's so happy. The guy from upstate New York, he's a prison guard and his belly has been bothering him for four years. And he's like, Chris, you said it was the femoral nerve. My medical doctor was like, that guy's an asshole and you help me and I'm 50% better after one treatment. And the young girl from Cambridge, Massachusetts, I didn't help at all because she had both of her hips replaced when she's 15 and she's 24. So it's not a miracle, but this adhesion problem 
is something that I need to continue to expose people in chronic pain to because if people understand that adhesion might be a problem, we're starting to spread specialists throughout the United States and abroad so that they have some place to go. Um, and that's like my whole reason for existence is to tell people, oh, you're in chronic pain. It might be adhesion. And here's the closest person to you. Now, you, uh, b before we came on air, uh, John was mentioning that um, he's obviously, as our listeners know, he's out on the West Coast. And you said you you actually have uh, an associate or, you, uh, or someone you've taught this method out there on the West Coast? Yes. So Advanced PT and Wellness, Dr. Owen's office in San Diego is an adhesion release provider. He's a physical therapist who wanted to learn about adhesion release methods because he saw some of the results we're getting. So we have a massage therapist in Temecula, Veronica Jaquez, and then Mike McAllister in Coast Soft Tissue. He's North California. So we have four providers in California. My In the next year, my intention is to try to get as close to one adhesion release method specialist in every state. Cause we have people like 50 to hundred people a week are messaging us from like India and Ireland and all over the United States. Where can I find somebody to do this? So we have four in California right now. Awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, doctor, if, if we have people, and I want to kind of speak in general, because obviously just like with investing in retirement plan, this is very, there is no general answer to this. But what would you say to the person now who's retired has a lot of time on their hands, right? Right. A lot of our clients used to work those 50, 60 hour work weeks and would kind of almost use that as the excuse not to take care of their health. Like you said, they were taking care of the bank accounts and their retirement accounts before their health. But now they have the time and they're still healthy. So I'd like to, to try to see to tell those people what they should really focus on physically. And then if you could, and then generally speaking, those people that are now, geez, my body's starting to break down on me. What should I do? In just kind of a yeah. general sense for those two yeah. sets of people. Yeah. So let, let's make it very practical. I, I'll talk about my father. He did CrossFit with me when I opened the, when I had the gym, he was 65, 66 within two years of doing CrossFit. He loved it. He always came in with his knee braces. He had both of his hips and both of his knees replaced. Huge mistake. <laughs> I should not have had my father doing CrossFit. I'm sorry, dad. Um, so it's like, what do I tell my dad to do now? Walking outside, getting sunlight, especially first thing in the morning has multiple health benefits. So walking is a huge one. There are some foundational movements that people should generally be able to do. Squatting, lunging, push-ups. Um, now, that doesn't mean you're doing squats with weight. It could just be air squats, but you, we need to get our butt cheeks to the toilet bowl. I know people who have died trying to get their butt cheeks to the toilet bowl, and they fell and hit their head on the sink. I believe that was my grandfather. So, those basic movements are something that we should work on, whether it's on our own or whether we're having somebody help us, a physical therapist, personal trainer, whatever. Um, I like Pilates a lot. I, as, as we get older and we have joint issues, we want to maximize muscle stimulus. We want to minimize joint stimulus. So Pilates, I see a lot of the women who come in here and do Pilates. I'm pretty impressed with their core strength that they have. So I really like Pilates. Yoga, I'm less, I see yoga hurting people maybe as much as CrossFit does. 
Um, it's not as gentle as people think, especially when you have adhesion or nerve entrapments that are causing issues. So these are some basic recommendations. Um, swimming is great. But remember that none of this stuff should be – we have to be very careful if we're going to push through pain. So that's where learning about our bodies, becoming aware, and trying to get help when we can is really important. So I, th I think those are the things that I tell my dad to do is don't sit for long periods of time. He likes to sit and watch TV for three hours. I'm like, dad, set a timer, get up every 60 minutes, go drink some water, go outside, walk the dog. Like don't sit or be in the same position for long periods of time. It's not good. And then, of course, all the sleep stuff and like dealing with stress, that all is very, very important. So those are the basic health stuff that I would tell people to do. And for a shameless and plug, uh, you know, what John and I try to do for our clients is get rid of that financial stress, right? So if we if we create the plan, put the plan in place, get the people moving along the plan, that's one less piece of stress that you have to worry about every morning when you wake up. That's a gigantic stress too. And, <laughs> and what a lot of people are running out of money in retirement. So I love that you guys are doing this work. And then, yeah, if they're injured, if they have pain, if it's acute pain, sure. You can try a chiropractor, physical therapist, massage therapist, acupuncturist, medical doctor. Um, the more chronic the pain is. And again, I'm, I'm biased because I'm me and the audience is listening to me. Sometimes people say like, you got to do this is that they're saying this thing. And I'm like, you know, who are you? <laughs> um, so take it for, with a grain of salt that this is what I do and it's my specialty. Um, but the more chronic your pain, the more likely you need to see an adhesion specialist. And the longer you wait and the older you are, the less likely an adhesion specialist is going to be able to help you. Yes, I've helped 80, 85-year-olds get out of chronic pain before. It's just a lesser probability than somebody who is 30. And it just it keeps adding as someone turns 40, 50, 60, 70. So, and then if you can't get to an adhesion specialist, then that just means working around the pain, the extent that you can maintain your fitness. So you don't want to just blast through pain the way that my dad did with his knees, because a couple years later, now he has metal knees and that's not good. Right. If he lives another 15, 20 years, he needs to get another knee replacement. Like that's not a good, it's like, a, it's like somebody put the timer on his life. Yeah. And it, that huge, huge, you know, and especially in law enforcement backs, huge, huge injuries. Yep. All my buddies, we all have bad backs, hips and knees, you know, and it's, and I've had clients. I had one client. Um, she's as tough as tough gets. And she's like had double knee replacement. She goes, I'm going to go through this pain once. We're going to do both knees at once. So you had mentioned a couple exercises, but really <clears throat> to work on the joints. And in my opinion, I think the biggest joints are really in your midsection, that hip mobility and whatnot. Are there certain things you would tell people there really to, to focus on? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, we want to maintain the range that we have, and then we just need to be careful about maintaining it. So we want to bring joints through ranges of motion. So I'm I tore my right hip labrum like eight years ago, and about two months ago, I believe I tore my left one, my good one, and it's still inflamed. I was at the gym this morning, and I was going to run when I got home, and then I started walking, getting ready to run, and I was like, there's two out of ten pain in my hip what the heck? It's been two months and I'm still dealing with this. So to maintain health, a hip health, 
we're basically putting it in the ranges of motion that it can do. So when you squat, you're bringing your knee to your chest. That's called hip flexion. When you do a lunge, you're putting the hip into hip extension in the trailing leg. So that's forward and backward. And then you could also do external internal rotation. So if you sit with your one leg your right leg over your left leg, your right hip is in external rotation. So you're, you're putting that type of stressor on your hip joint. And there's also internal rotation. So if you squat and your feet are really close together, that's basically hip internal rotation. So the idea is that, okay, if you have access to this range of motion where you're at, let's say you can't squat to your thighs parallel to the ground. Well, can you squat so that your hips are 45 degrees so that you're going half as far down as you would when your thighs would be parallel. I would argue that that is a good thing to do and maintain because if you're only able to get to 45 degrees now, it's going to be less in a year. You're only going to be able to move your butt two inches down. The tricky part is, is just it's, it, there, it requires a level of mindfulness that people often don't have. So it's not a good recipe to say that everybody needs to move through pain or nobody needs to move through pain. It's it's a chronic pain is it's trickier than that. So I often ask people to really develop a relationship with their bodies where they're asking it questions subconsciously and listening to whether they feel like they should or shouldn't be doing those things. Because I would argue that the body is sending us messages intuitively that people often once I teach them this concept they will often say you know what i had a feeling that my body said i shouldn't do this thing and i did it and i've regretted doing it afterwards and you're right so i need to listen better um the whole intuition thing is something that western society as a whole just doesn't pay attention to so using the intuition to maintain joints and ranges that it can tolerate pain-free that's the rule yeah, I, I can attest to, to that. Uh, you've helped me with that mindset too. So, you know, when I, with my back, whenever uh, I start feeling that twinge, right now I know, okay, hey, like you were saying, get up and walk around or, or get out of that position that's create, you know, so that voice in my head now, it goes off every time. And, and that's really, I attribute that to the training that you've given me in the years that you've been, um, you know, mentoring me in this regard and helping me with my, with my health as well. Yeah. You're, well, you're a very smart man, Tom, no uh, matter well, what John says about you. <laughs> I guess yeah. it, de- it depends on the day. <laughs> you know, you know, I, in, in full disclosure, as much as I back up, Tommy, I actually called, I had asking Tommy about a financial question last week. We're always, we're always hitting up each other on our certain expertises. Absolutely. Um, I love it. Hey doctor, I just want to ask you one last question before we know, cause we, we know you got to get going right. The supplement industry is a billion dollar industry. And you see all these joint health supplements, whatnot. What do you think about joint health uh, supplements and whatnot for uh, especially aging? Collagen, yeah, yeah mean, all that, right? I, I, I like them. Um, I think that there's a lot of crappy supplements, though. So the question is doing the research enough so that you we get high-quality supplements. Um, I My partner, Katie, and I, we both have gotten um, really sick from mold. And I had a hypothyroid thing for one for a while, and 
um, supplements help me recover and heal. And it's hard with supplements because people are like, I take this pill. I'm like, does it help me? Does it not help me? What am I doing? I'm just, it's, people don't have, when they don't have a direct change that happens because I took this pill, it's like, well, what happened with it? But um, glucosamine, chondroitin, um, omega-3 fatty acids, magnesium for muscle health, boswellia, is frankincense for acute pain. Turmeric is really good for all inflammation inside the body. Collagen, I take collagen every single morning with my coffee. It's really good for the skin. And then also the real food correlation is I try, especially in the winter, bone broth. Um, the idea when you consume an organ in an animal is that that nutrition from that organ goes into the organ inside of your body. So if you can get high quality bone supplements and make your own soup in a crock pot, or I get a, a tons of cartons of kettle and fire bone broth and i'll drink drink one of those for lunch huge fan of those types of things yeah we, we should just get as high quality supplements as possible and that's not an excuse to eat poorly either and the more we eat sugar the more it will inflame our body and just further degenerate and age us oh that's awesome that's a great way to uh end the show we, we appreciate yeah. that Tommy, you got any other uh, comments? No, I listen. Um, I, I'd like Chris maybe to take a minute just to give himself a shameless plug. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about <laughs> how do our guests contact you? Exactly. I appreciate that. Bareford Rehab is a chronic pain clinic in Denville, New Jersey. We have people fly in from all across the country and sometimes internationally now, as our reputation grows. But I'm also training doc chiropractors, massage therapists, physical therapists in adhesion release methods. So we currently have 20 to 25-ish providers across the United States and a few in Puerto Rico and Portugal. My whole I want to get more people doing this. So um, we have tons of people contacting us in New Jersey at our clinic and saying, where are people? Are there anyone in my state? So you can feel free to email us or call us at the office and one of our staff will help anybody find somebody. Um, I told, I already mentioned the four doctors or therapists in uh, California. You can also DM us on Instagram uh, at barefoot rehab. We are pretty big there or um, on YouTube. We have a big following there. Anyway, we can support somebody in pain where we try to spend a lot of time and energy supporting our virtual audience. So I've seen how chronic pain haunts people and our clinic has a very big mission to help the 50 million people in the United States each day in chronic pain. So whatever we can do to support. Awesome. That's an awesome mission impact statement. Um, folks, we'll put Dr. Chris's information, the barefoot uh, clinic. We'll have that info on our show notes and for the Southern California, we're also going to put, uh, you said Dr. Owens, correct? Uh, in San Diego. <laughs> Dr. Owen, yeah. And uh, the massage therapist in Temecula, because that's really only uh, about a 35, 40 minute drive mm -hmm. from North uh, San Diego. We'll put them in the show notes. Doctor, thank you very much for taking time. We know you're extremely busy, but helping our clients positively impact. And, uh, you know, I hope the people on Jersey come see you. And, uh, you know, if you're in chronic pain, see Dr. Chris or, or Dr. Owen here on the uh, West Coast. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. So, folks, that's going to wrap up today's episode uh, as we're now gearing into the physical health. Uh, we hope you found uh, the absolutely great information uh, the good doctor shared with us. And on our next uh, show, we are going to be talking with Rachel Fox. She is going to be talking about 
the diet and the health behind uh, really piggybacking on what Dr. Chris said today. So until next time, stay healthy, have that peace of mind and retire happy, folks. Take care. Thanks, everybody. It's easy to get in touch with John and Thomas. If you're more on the West Coast, give John a call at 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210. Or go online to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. If you're more of an East Coaster, then call Thomas, 973-394-0623. That's 973-394-0623. And online at internationalfinancial.com. That's internationalfinancial.com. And you can, of course, always just check the description or the show notes section of today's show for all that contact information. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll see you next time on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM, Securus Financial, and International Financial Advisory Group are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Iamarino, Thomas O'Connell, and guests on this show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subjects covered.